I'm so thankful in this season. I mean, we're in the season of Thanksgiving, and, but prior to that, you know, we see a lot of Christmas decorations, and sometimes you get a little thrown off, and you're thinking, it's not even Thanksgiving, and they're putting up Christmas things. That's just the way of the world because of finances, right? They got to get the, the um, decorations out there, and it has been getting colder lately, so that's been good. Some of you like the colder weather. Uh, remember that little heat wave that came through the summertime? That was, that was not good. That was like a little taste of what hell is going to be like. So don't go there. Stay close to God. As we talk in this season of being thankful, it's amazing that our children, schools, even the workplaces will have that spirit of thankfulness. Our children are going to make things. When we were growing up, we, we colored this... Uh, the cornucopia with all the different fruits in it and the corn and all of that. We would learn the meaning behind Thanksgiving. And so we, we would develop that thankful heart. And then after that, we forget. And it, it's, it's yearly that we have this Thanksgiving holiday, not necessarily as a reminder. That's not what the, why the holiday is there. But it does remind us to be thankful people. And I'm sure we're thankful. The question is not if we're thankful or not. The question is, why aren't we thankful in certain areas? Why aren't we thankful for certain things? And so in this series that we're in, evaluating our spirit or evaluating my spirit, tonight we're going to talk about the spirit of thankfulness. Now just think about it. What, what can you already say in your mind that you're thankful for. Because you could probably could list a ton of things. This is what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for. And then you would list it. Now let's not get into the list of what I'm not thankful for. Because that will put a downer on it. So let's just concentrate on that spirit of thankfulness. What I am thankful for. Because the attitude of gratitude for the individual person. Is not, it doesn't only affect the individual person. It affects every single person around that person with an attitude of gratitude. Because the people who are most thankful, aren't they just the most easiest to get along with? Because they're grateful. They're thankful. It's like nothing phases them. And tonight, we want to learn what that spirit of thankfulness is and why does that, and how does that affect us? Why should we develop, if we're going to look at evaluating our spirit, why should we develop a spirit of thankfulness? Why is it a spirit? Why can't it just be the action of being thankful? Is there a spirit of thankfulness? Now, you have your notes, and uh, they're blank, so you're going to have to write down some things. Uh, if you're not taking notes, then hopefully you have a very good memory. But we're going to be talking about the spirit of thankfulness. And as we evaluate our spirit through this series, there, there are going to be certain areas in our life that we're going to do so well in. It's like we're A-plus in certain areas. This might be an area that you're A-plus in. You're thankful. You're a thankful person. Or maybe you're saying, oh, I'm an A-plus person. I am very thankful. But maybe midway through tonight, you might be thinking, ooh, it's, I am thankful. However, I don't have the spirit of thankfulness. And there is a difference. Some time ago, Heidi and I traveled to Disneyland. It's one of our favorite places to go. And we don't go often because it costs money. So you got to save money to go there. Aside from being in this church, that's the second place I would rather be. 
And in Disneyland, you, you strategically move in certain areas and you strategically plan where you're going to go, how long you're going to stay in certain places, what ride you're going to ride. But there are some rides that because the line is long, you get what is called a fast pass. The fast pass says you don't have to stay in line right now. You can come back at 5 o'clock in the evening and then you can go in the short line just with that pass. And then you can go in quicker. And so if you don't want to wait around, you get the fast pass. That happens with rides. And so after a while, when you're walking around, you're eating and you're, you're having fun, you must take a break. Otherwise, you die. You just, it's just too big. So you take a break and you go to the restroom. Now here's where the problem lies. When you go to the restroom, in fact, Heidi and I will say, okay, let's go use the restroom and then we'll meet back outside. I will stand in line and the men's restroom line is super long. There's like four guys in line. There's like, I mean, that's long for guys, right? I mean, if there's a line, the guys are like, oh, how come get so many people? Four guys. I got to wait for four guys. Now, the women are laughing because when I get out, Heidi's still in line. And I'm like, are you, you didn't go in yet? She goes, yeah. I'm like, I only had four guys in line. She says, no, try 40. 40. So she has to wait a lot longer. Now, I was grumbling while I was in line. I was thinking, come on. Now, so I go on my phone, do some things, look on whatever. And, and so I'm waiting, maybe make some calls, whatever I got to do. Heidi, on the other hand, still has to wait. Now, I am ungrateful in this line because I have to wait. But when I come out and I see Heidi has to wait four times as long, oh, how grateful I am for the four gentlemen in front of me. So different. Now, what changed my perspective? Did I still have to wait in line behind those four people? Yeah, I still had to wait. I still had the same amount of time to wait. But the difference in my thankfulness changed when I compared myself to someone else. That is the perfect example of what thankfulness is, but not having the spirit of thankfulness. Thankfulness is dependent on circumstances. A spirit of thankfulness is dependent on God's goodness alone. So it doesn't matter what circumstance I'm in, if I have the spirit of thankfulness, my grateful attitude is only dependent on God's goodness to me, His mercy. That's, that's the spirit of thankfulness. Thankfulness in general is dependent on circumstance. We teach this to our children. When our children come up, I like cookies. You say, that's not how you ask. May I please have cookies? Keolu olu. May I please have cookies? And so you give them cookies. And then when you give it to them, you don't let it go until they say, thank you. That's a circumstantial thankfulness. Not necessarily a spirit of thankfulness. Now, it's not a bad thing. It's a respectful thing. It's, it's proper etiquette for being thankful when someone gives something to you. You say thank you. So that's okay. However, when it comes to spiritual growth, we cannot be dependent on just giving and receiving to be thankful. It cannot be circumstance. Otherwise, well, if, if I get, then I'm thankful. Or if I'm applying for a job, 
I'm not thankful unless I get that job. Or if I'm applying for a school, maybe for my children or college or whatever it is, and I don't get accepted or my children don't get accepted, then there goes thankfulness. See, thankfulness in itself is only dependent on circumstance. The spirit of thankfulness is only, solely dependent on God's goodness and his mercy. In our Bibles, I don't know if you have your Bible with you, but Psalm 106, if you do, turn to Psalm 106. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to underline this and highlight it. And by the way, just as a a little caveat, a little uh, side note, some of us, we live in, we're in a world of technology. And sometimes we think, well, I don't need the Bible because I can access it all the time. And we can because of, you know, smartphones or if you have an electronical gadget. But I would suggest getting a hard copy, a, a Bible with pages. Now, it's, it's not law or it's not saying if you don't get one, then you're not, you know, close to God. But something happens when you're able to write things down and highlight in, in, a, in a tangible form something that you can hold on to and you can turn the pages because you're using all of your senses when you actually have this. It's a little different when it's an electronical thing. And I'll still use electronics, but... I, I don't want to get away from this. This is, this is still, it, it, it does something to the human uh, psyche as well as the soul because of all the different senses. So Psalm 106, uh, verse 1. And in this scripture, it, it helps us to develop not just the, the attitude of gratitude, but it gives us the why behind having that kind of spirit or that kind of thankful heart Uh, with the Lord. So Psalm 106, verse 1. Hopefully you're there. I tried to take some time for you to get there. The Bible says this. Praise the Lord. So the Bible is giving us where our praise goes to. Praise the Lord. Not praise the situation. Not praise the happiness. Not praise I got this, so I'm thankful. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord For he is good. His mercy endures forever. So the Bible is telling us there's a way to be thankful, to develop the spirit of thankfulness. And it has to do with praising the Lord. You're thankful to the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. See, the spirit of thankfulness, the spirit of our thankfulness, is only apparent when we compare. It'll, it'll show itself when we compare. If we're comparing with someone and we don't have what they have, it's going to evaluate our spirit so quick. And you're going to sense it. There's going to be something in you that says, this is not right. Something in you, in you is going to say, I don't feel right. Something in you is going to sense that, that comparison is a, not a good thing. And you might be looking at someone else and saying, well, how come I don't have what they have? Well, I don't, well, how did they get that? Or jealousy will come in. But a spirit of thankfulness has nothing to do with outside circumstances. A spirit of thankfulness says, Lord, I am just grateful for your goodness and your mercy. That you're withholding that which I actually deserve. Because of our sin nature, we do deserve eternal separation from God. Because he's a perfect God. An imperfect person cannot stand in his presence But because of God's mercy, he gave us his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So when we stand before God, 
God doesn't see us in our sinful nature for those who have received Christ. He sees his perfect son. See, the spirit of thankfulness will always start with Jesus Christ. It will need to be the Lord. And we can be thankful because of his goodness and his mercy. Now imagine if God's mercy was like ours. Imagine if his mercy was conditional, like how our mercy is. You know when you are angry and you take it out on someone or, or you take it out on something, like you punch the wall, you break something, it's irre- irreversible. Well, you can fix it. Or sometimes we say words to each other and it's, it's already done its damage and to ask for forgiveness and to say we're sorry, it may do a little bit of healing, but there's still some scars there. That's our mercy. Our mercy is dependent on circumstance. And I'm so thankful that God's mercy is not dependent on circumstance. God's mercy is not dependent on how good you are, how well-dressed you are, the right words you say, how often you come to church, how often you read the Bible. His mercy is based solely on his goodness. Therefore, the spirit of thankfulness must only be dependent on his goodness and his mercy. Thankfulness will always make sense of our past. When you have that spirit, that spirit of thankfulness, it'll always make sense of our past. The spirit of thankfulness will always bring in a spirit of peace for today. And a spirit of thankfulness will help us to vision out the future. It it gives us hope for the future because of that spirit of thankfulness. It releases hope for tomorrow. Without the spirit of thankfulness, then we're done. Our past haunts us. There is no peace for today and there is no hope for the future because I don't have a spirit of thankfulness. And when the devil knows you and I don't have the spirit of thankfulness, guess what he will target? He will target being grateful and ungrateful. And you're going to see it come up. It's going to pop up in all kinds of ways. That's why evaluating our spirit is so important because when those things show up, oh, it's an indication of where I am in my spirit of thankfulness. And it allows me to make some corrections. So we're going to look at three areas that a spirit of thankfulness corrects. The first one is that thankfulness improves my perspective. We're all going to have a perspective, but thankfulness improves my perspective. It doesn't throw out my perspective. It just improves it. We're all going to have a perspective. We're all going to start from somewhere, but thankfulness improves my perspective. It's like the person who says, wow, look at those roses with all those thorns. Might be an unthankful person. But the thankful, thankful person would say, ah, oh, I don't see that. I see all those thorns with all those roses on them. See, there's a different perspective. The unthankful person would say, oh, man, my marriage is going down the tubes. The thankful person would be, but God, you set me up with a proper person to teach me where I need to grow. That's what a spirit of thankfulness says. That you might be thinking, well, I I married this person so that they could become like this. I want to change them. And God is saying, I brought them into your life to change you. And so the spirit of thankfulness says, okay, where can I improve in my perspective? 
Where, where, where am I, Lord, with my perspective? What does that look like? Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. It's with thanksgiving. Paul the apostle didn't leave that out when he spoke this to the church in Philippi. He said, no, no, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with thanksgiving. See, the thanksgiving is where the spirit comes in. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And here's the blessing that comes after that, verse 7. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the spirit of thankfulness will always lead back to Jesus Christ. Once I drift from that, now I'm being thankful just in circumstance. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There it is. It's the spirit of thankfulness in Christ that God gave to us, that spirit of Christ that God gave to us, who is now in you. So God not only said the spirit of thankfulness is what's going to connect you with me and my goodness is what you need to solely depend on for a spirit of thankfulness. He said, I'm going to now put thankfulness, not in circumstances, I'm going to put that spirit of thankfulness in you. So you are without hope or you're with hope and you're without excuse to say, I can be thankful in everything. Now he did not say, we got to get this clear, We must be very clear on this. He did not say be thankful for everything. He said in everything you can give thanks. Which means in every situation, no matter how tragic, catastrophic, or horrible, there's always something we can be grateful for because of his goodness and that his mercy endures forever. And sometimes you got to search. Sometimes in the beginning when something happens, oh, it's just cloudy. There's, 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 there's just darkness over you and, and uh, depression sets in. Loneliness sets in. Burnout sets in. It's like you got to creep through all of that and find your way through to find just a gem of thankfulness. Because you're not looking for it in the circumstance. You're saying, get this stuff out of my way. I need Jesus. I need to see Jesus I want to be thankful. I know it's in there. I just, right now, it's just, all of this stuff is on me. I, I need to get to Jesus. I like the story of this uh, father and son, and there's a fire that was happening in his home where the father got out, but he noticed that his son was nowhere to be found, and he's calling for him. He's calling for him. And finally, he hears his son, and his son is on the top balcony, and now the smoke is going up and the fire is spreading. And the dad says, you got to jump. And the son says, I, don't, I can't jump. I don't even know where you are. He says, I'm right here. I'm down below. Just jump and I'll catch you. And the son says, but dad, I cannot see you. He says, don't worry. Just jump and I will catch you. He says, but dad, I can't see you. And the dad says, son, don't worry because I can see you. And when God looks at us, no matter how difficult life is, no matter how many fires are up, smoke screens and, and, and clouds blocking us, sometimes we're trying to find our way through and we cannot see Jesus. And God says, it, I can see you. Do you have that spirit of thankfulness? That even through all that we go through, God will say, 
I will always be here. I see you. I know exactly where you are, what you're going through. It's that spirit of thankfulness that God is looking out for. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything. There are things we're not thankful for. We're not thankful for when our our tire blows out. We don't get out of our car. Oh, flat tire. Praise the Lord. Give thanks. His mercy endures forever. We're not thankful. We're not thankful when our check bounces. We're not thankful for when debt is accumulating. We're not thankful for health issues. We're not thankful when a loved one is lost. We're not thankful for when someone in the household gets hurt. We're not thankful for those things. But in everything, God says, there's a glimmer of hope. There's always something to be thankful for. And he says, it's there. And I can be with you even through the times where it may seem like there's nothing to be thankful for because thankfulness is solely dependent. The spirit of thankfulness Solely dependent on how good God is and his mercy that endures forever. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything. Uh, Some time ago, my son Jordan, he's 21 now. And when he first got his driver's license, so he's probably a little over 16 years old, got his driver's license. And so we're driving and he's driving really good, cautious and everything. And then here comes a car on the side of us and kind of bangs into us. But good thing he avoided that car as well as the oncoming car. And so there's a scrape on the side of the, the car, but he slammed his brakes so to, as to avoid, you know, major damage. So we pulled over, and then we're talking with the person, making sure everybody was okay. And uh, we got back into the car. It was in my truck. And, you know, Jordan is kind of shaken up, and I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But he was mad because that's his first accident, right? And Jordan is a little bit like me just a little bit and like when you don't do something good I hate to use the word perfect but that's the only word I can think of like you, you, you're such a perfectionist that when something like that happens you feel so bad because you feel like you failed and so I was like Jordan it's okay he goes oh but that's my first accident I could have avoided it but oh, they, they kept coming I said I know Jordan I, I saw the whole thing I said you did good you did great I said, we can still be thankful, Jordan, because first of all, we're okay. The older you know, couple are okay. They're fine. I said, we're okay. And so everything was fine until I saw my Jamba juice had spilled. I was like, oh, Jordan, my Jamba juice. He's, oh, I'm sorry. And it was like the extra large one. So all the Jamba juice on the ground, I, I nearly lost it. Just because of Jamba Juice. Now, talk about perspective. And, and, and I, I said, Jordan, here's why. <laughs> I didn't have to explain anything. He knew that I was bummed because it was food. The scrape on the side of the car, not that bad. Not that bad. You could just buff it out. It's fine. In fact, the scrape is still there. It's no biggie. But I lost the entire Jamba Juice. It's not like I could go back to Jamba. Oh, we got into an accident. Can't get on refill. I mean, if you drop it in Jamba Juice, sometimes they're kind enough to say, oh, sorry, I'll get you another one. But I wasn't about to walk in there, oh, accident. No. I had to deal with that. Weird, huh? It's like the smallest thing causes us to have a different spirit and attitude. Like, we can be okay with certain things, but then there are other things that rattle us. See, what the spirit of thankfulness does is it improves 
our perspective. It doesn't doesn't cause us to keep looking at something as, as temporary as a smoothie. Something as temporary as my shirt got torn. Or why'd you do that? Now I gotta clean that up. Something that temporary can rock us for a long, long time. But a spirit of thankfulness, when that comes in, neutralizes the entire situation. Why? Because a spirit of thankfulness is not dependent on circumstances or situations. It is solely dependent on the Spirit of God in His goodness and His mercies that endure forever. Colossians 4.2, it says to devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's what Colossians tells us. Colossians 4.2. Why does it say that? Why does it say to be watchful and thankful? Well, for one thing, I wasn't thankful that my car got hit. I wasn't thankful that I spilt this jamba juice. I wasn't thankful. However, if I'm not watchful and if I'm not, if I'm not being thankful and I'm not developing that spirit of thankfulness, then the smallest things will change my perspective. And my perspective could be going in a good direction and then all of a sudden something very, very small changes my perspective. And it's like God is saying, what happened? I don't know. Is this, this happened. She said this. He said this. She did that. He did that. This didn't happen. You know, here's some promises so-and-so made, but it didn't, didn't happen. And God is saying, were you being watchful? Were you being prayerful? Were you being thankful? Because if you're not watching and if we're not careful, then it's so easy for us to get caught up in situations and caught up in the circumstances that come our way. See, when we're watchful, it allows us to continue on with the greater things God has in store for us. When we're not watchful, we get caught up in this cyclone of doing things over and over again. And our attitude never changes. Our attitude of gratitude never comes alive because everything is based on what is happening right now. See, when, we're, when we are watchful and thankful, what happens is our perspective becomes a lot clearer. You might be thinking, okay, so why? Even in the situations that come my way, how important is it to be watchful and thankful? And here's, if I want to sum everything up, here it is. Because if we're not careful, our communication with God turns into complaining to God. And then our relationship with God is not solely based on his goodness and his mercies. It is solely based on my complaining spirit. And all I do is complain to God. It used to be communicating with God. Oh, Lord, I'm so thankful for this and that. And then it slowly started to turn into now I'm complaining to God. And it's not necessarily in your prayer time. It's life in general. That we, we develop actually a, a spirit of complaining. So what thankfulness does, a spirit of thankfulness, a spirit of thankfulness, here's the second thing, keeps me grounded in Christ. Not only does a spirit of thankfulness help my perspective or, or improves my perspective, but it keeps me grounded in Christ. That's what a spirit of thankfulness does. It keeps me grounded in Christ. 
Otherwise, that complaining spirit takes over, and we don't like that complaining spirit. We don't like it when people complain about us. But once we develop a complaining spirit, oh, there goes the spirit of thankfulness. And when that happens, all of our desires, everything we want, start to slowly take over. And if we're not thankful, now, now our desires start to drift from his desires. If I'm not thankful to him, if I don't have that spirit of thankfulness, now all of the desires I want is about me rather than his for me. Now, because of that spirit of thankfulness being pushed away, and now I just want to be thankful in every circumstance or situation, now my desires become stronger and stronger. Whereas the Bible says, no, you have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So Galatians tells us. But if, if I continue to want my own desires, then I drift from his. The book of Psalms tells us like this. Psalm 37, 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know how the Bible is saying that? That God will give you the desires of your heart? Because when you're delighting in him, when you're thankful to him, when you develop that spirit of thankfulness, now your desires actually become what he already desired for you. His desires become your desires. Why? Because of that spirit of thankfulness. The spirit of thankfulness says, Lord, I'm going to put my desires on the side. I'm going to crucify the flesh along with its passions and desires, and I'm going to let your desire enter my heart. What does that look like, Lord? And when you're delighting in him, his delight becomes yours. Proverbs 20, verse 4 says, May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. See, if we only delight in ourselves and we want what we want, we're actually going to attract what we want. You want to have a, a, a generous spirit? Then delight in the one who has the most generous spirit. And then we're going to attract that spirit. You're also going to attract others like you who will also have a generous spirit. Sometimes we look at people around us and we say, oh my goodness, such horrible people hang around me. Well, don't look around next to you. Because I know you're not saying that, not in this group of people. It is a wonderful group of people. But sometimes we say, oh, you know so and so. And then we'll speak about them. But we really attract not who we want. We actually attract who we are. That's who we attract. So look around you. Look at all the handsome and pretty people around you. Yeah, see, it tells more about you. You're attracting people. But look at who we are in Christ when he says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. It's almost like he's giving us the answer for the questions that we don't even know of. He's saying, if you delight in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Uh, what are my desires? Don't worry. I know what your desires are even before you know. In fact, we're reading through our devotions in the book of Matthew. He says, ask the Father. He already knows what you need. Why, does he, why do we have to ask him then? Because it's solely dependent on his goodness and his mercy. It's a relationship thing. God wants us to come to him. Yeah, but he already knows what I need. Right. So it has nothing to do with what you actually need. It has everything to do with God wanting to be with you. He wants to have this connection because that connection is that grounded in Christ. And it keeps us close to him. He will give you your heart's desires and fulfill all your purpose. 
But if your desires are far from him, then you're going to attract. If, if, if you're a negative person, guess what you're going to attract? Negative people. If you're a person who gossips, guess what you're going to attract? You're going to, check, you're going to attract people who gossip. If you're a thief, you're going to have other thieves around you. You're going to steal from each other. You're going to, you're going to steal, steal, steal. You can get your $20 back. It's like, hey, get my name on it. Yeah, that's the one they took from you. So you're going to attract what you desire most. But if we say to God, Lord, my delight is in you. Oh, then you're going to attract the spirit of thankfulness. And his delight becomes yours. Here's the last thing. Thankfulness guides my desires. So that spirit of thankfulness, the desires that we have, God will say, okay, I'm going to use the spirit of thankfulness to guide your desires. That all the desires that you have, I'm actually going to help you with what you're dealing with right now. If my desire is to have a wonderful family, then God's going to, he's going to guide that desire. But if you drift from him and you do that on your own, then you're actually once again going to attract what you want. But if you say, Lord, I want this spirit of thankfulness, so can you just guide my desires? And he's going to say, okay, here's some desires. It's not of me, so I'm going to guide your desires more towards me. Got to delight in me, so now my desires are going to be your desires. Some people ask me, they say, so you don't drink uh, alcohol? And I'll say, no. Ever since I had served in the youth ministry back in, I don't know, 1990-something, 92, 93, I don't because I just felt the Lord saying, that's not for you. I said, but don't you desire it? I said, you know what is interesting? When I made that commitment to God, he actually took away that desire. He guided me through that. And I thought, the reason why he did that is because he saw my future. And he saw that I would need to be close to him so that when I speak with people about the greatness of God and the good things of God, then my words have merit and credibility to it. Otherwise, if I'm telling someone to do something I'm already doing, we've seen that before. (laughs) You gotta stop smoking, that's not good for you. It's like it falls on deaf ears. It just doesn't work. Or we say, hey, son, you shouldn't speed, but I'm in a rush, so don't watch. It's like God is saying, when when you have a spirit of thankfulness, you're going to have desires because of your human nature, but I can guide that. And even when you feel like like you're falling or you're being tempted, I can even guide you in that. Let no temptation overtake you, that which is too strong. But God will always give you a way out. Yeah, he's going to guide you. He's going to guide your desires. He's going to guide my desires. And when you're that kind of thankful person, you don't develop a spirit of entitlement. You don't develop a spirit that says, what's in it for me? You don't develop a spirit that says, well, I do this for you. You got to do this for me now. A spirit of thankfulness says, I am solely dependent on your goodness and your mercy. And if you ask me to do something, I don't expect anything in return, God. I'm doing it out of a spirit of thankfulness. Isn't it true that thankful people thank people? Like the most thankful people thank people. 
It's just a part of their character, their, their, their nature. It's, it's that, that life of greatness stems from a life of gratitude. And sometimes we think greatness is achieving, but really it's being. It's having that spirit and that attitude of gratitude. I read this, and I thought I would want to share this because this is, it just gives us a word picture. And it says, thankfulness has the potential to light up the sky like fireworks. It just needs to be lit. That's what a spirit of thankfulness does. It's, the spirit of thankfulness has the potential to light up the sky like fireworks. It just needs to be lit. And maybe tonight God is going to ignite that, that spirit of thankfulness, because thankfulness makes sense of our past. It brings peace for our day to day. And it releases hope for the future. That's what the spirit of thankfulness does. Romans 1, 20, I'll read to 24. It says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what, was being, what has been made, so that they are without, without excuse. In other words, the Bible is saying everything we see, the stars, everything that was created, the moon, the sun, mountains, rivers, animals, human beings, the way we're created and the glory of God that is shown throughout all of creation gives us a reason to believe in him. That we are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or, or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. You know what the, the Bible is telling us? This is actually Paul speaking to the Romans. He's saying, you know, those that didn't give thanks to God, those that just looked at everything that God has created and said, ah, we're going to make our own image, said then God gave them over to their foolish hearts, their, their futile hearts and what they believed in, their speculations. And he said, with that kind of attitude, that's where you're going to end up. You're going to be dishonored among many people. It's very hard to honor someone who's ungrateful, isn't it? Imagine your children coming home. You just paid for their prom. Bought them their, the dress or the tuxedo, whatever it was. Paid for everything. Hard-earned money. You even sacrificed some of your things so they could do this. And some of you have done that. Some of you are doing that. You make all these sacrifices. And then your child comes in the house the dress is torn. It's, it's dirty. And you ask, well, what happened? Oh, we were playing football. What happened to your tuxedo? It's all muddy. Oh, we are playing slip and slide. Did you know I had to return that? Yeah, but you can pay for it. All you got to do is work hard. All you got to do, Dad, is get another job. 
Mom, all you got to do is, is work harder. You paid for it, so aren't you going to pay for it again? I mean, you're my mom. You're my dad. I deserve this. I don't think we'd stand there in front of them and say, okay, sure, honey. Now, although we love them, the principle of entitlement and being ungrateful must be taught. But if they came in and they were torn and dirty and you said, what happened? We got into an accident. I'm so sorry, Mom. I know you worked hard for this. I know you you sacrificed so many things just so that I could get this and I could go to the prom. And I'm so sorry. I'll I'll work. I'll do whatever I need to. I'll I'll cut grass for people. I'll, I'll wash cars. I'll do anything possible so that you don't have to pay this off. I'm so sorry. Now as a parent... Wouldn't your heart be different? All because of a spirit of thankfulness. And our Heavenly Father says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Delight yourself in me. And I will give you the desires of your heart. The spirit of thankfulness is not dependent on our circumstances. It is solely dependent on how good God is and his mercies that endures forever. Aren't you thankful for that? I am so thankful for him. Yes, we are. you pray with me just bow your heads for a moment and Lord as we pray it's 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 the season of thankful to be thankful it's a season of thankfulness Lord and thanksgiving is coming up but Lord our 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 spirit of thankfulness is not dependent on the holiday the season or even our circumstances spirit of thankfulness is solely dependent on your goodness and your mercies that endure forever. The spirit of thankfulness, Lord, it it helps us to improve our perspective. So can you, in our situations that we are in right now, if if we're going to encounter one, can you just improve our perspective? Get it to a place where it's your perspective. So that we will be rooted in you. Everything will always come back to the spirit of Christ. That's where the root is. And so help us as we go through even the desires of our own heart. That you would guide our desires. We seek you. And we are grateful. For not, not for all that you have done. We're grateful for that. But we're just thankful for who you are. Lord, if you don't bless us any more than we are already blessed, 
it is well with my soul. For you gave us hope, you gave us healing, and you gave us heaven. Just those three things alone, Lord, (laughs) is to be grateful enough. So we thank you for your spirit. Thank you for imparting that to us so that we too could have a spirit of thankfulness. We pray this in your name, Lord, and we all said, amen, amen, amen. Amen. So thankful for him.